It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Top Stories, I am Andy Zaltzman, rummaging around in the archives of the Bugle podcast once more. Only in Britain could an election result be as anticlimactic as the one we witnessed in June 2017. The day after the not particularly landmark vote, I was joined by Helen Zaltzman and Aparna Nanchurla to unpick what had just happened. Top Story this week, an election that no one won and everyone lost to various different degrees, and some people were quite happy with how little they'd lost, and other people were quite upset with how little they'd won. It was it was a confusing, confusing slab of democracy. Isn't that very British, though? Because we don't like to grandstand in a victorious <laughs> right. way. It's a good metaphor for life that you just lose to various degrees. There's no real winner. <laughs> Why could Theresa May not have come out and said that? Instead of all this bullshit about worth needing stability, if she said, no, this is just a metaphor for life, people. Now let us all get on with things. Well, we need this clarity of vision from you, Aparna. It's oh. lacking in our politics. It's because Aparna is human and Theresa May had not had a software update in quite a while, not since the 90s. <laughs> How did the... the uh, I mean, obviously, you had your election last November. But how were the... The, emo- the churn of emotions through that night as it unfolded oh, for I w- you? It, well, I would say last night felt like almost like an alternate reality that could have happened. Like <laughs> I was like, oh, this is what would have happened if Hillary won. Like we would all be like, oh, good. Because <laughs> it was the opposite. It was kind of like, oh, things are worse than we expected. And then as as the night went on, it was like it was like cycling through all the stages of grief. <laughs> And coming back to the first one. I remember the next day in New York, everyone was walking around like they had just been dumped or something. <laughs> They'd been dumped by democracy. Yeah. It was a in, tough breakup. I was in Chicago uh, the day after, and uh, because we'd already been through Brexit five months before, which was a similarly uh, uh, miserable experience, yes. everyone was going, tell me how to feel. <laughs> uh, and I was like, it's the stages of grief. You have to uh, yes. work through it, just submit to it. Um, but not today. Not well, today. Yeah, no, and and... I mean, it's a measure of how little was expected of Corbyn and the Labour Party, but that it's it sort of felt for them like a victory, even though they still lost by, what, 50 seats? In this world, that is what I'll take, Andy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've got to take my non-despairer, I can get it. It was a very odd election in that the Conservatives uh, got basically exactly the same vote share and number of votes as Tony Blair in his biggest triumph in 1997. They got the mm-hmm. same 42.5% of the voters Thatcher 
1983 when she waltzed home with a 144-seat majority. More than Thatcher mm. in 1987 when she got a 100-seat majority. They're resurgent in Scotland where they've basically been spent the last 20 years checking into a mortuary and whacking tags on their own toes. And yet the result is a total f***ing catastrophe for the Conservatives and the Prime Minister clinging to office by some extremely ill-kept fingernails. Context is all... It, it was amazing to me how quickly the Tory party turned on Theresa, which firstly suggests what a noxious uh, culture there is within the party, but secondly suggests that she has both been shaped by that culture, having been in it for such a long time, and has shaped it, having been in it for such a long time. Yeah, it feels like that happens a lot in the Republican Party in the States, that people will put someone up on a pedestal and be like, he's the next... Uh, you know, he's in the next savior and then he does one thing and they're like, we never liked him. <laughs> um, I liked uh, very much uh, Anna Subri's victory speech seems wrong. It had the tone of a concession speech, even though she won. <laughs> but it, was, it went on for many minutes and it was like a one woman performance of Abigail's party. <laughs> and middle of the night, she looked kind of haunted and she basically just kept saying... Well, Theresa May is a shit pile. She's a shit pile. I'm paraphrasing. (laughs) (laughs) She's got to go because she's f***ing shit. And uh, I thought you're supposed to be on the same team. Thank you for interpreting those words for us. You are, of course, an etymological master. I I just call it like a (laughs) seat. Corbyn, uh, although he lost, he got as big a share of the vote as Blair in 2001 when he won. Way more than David Cameron got in either of his Really? Uh, two election victories, one of which he actually won. Uh, and yet he still <laughs> lost convincingly. Uh, the Liberal Democrats were a few seats up, but lost Nick Clegg, uh, the Aww. former Deputy Prime Minister. Still got a pitifully small proportion of the vote, down to 7.2%, which is lower even than their disaster performance two years ago. But even given that, they're still woefully underrepresented in terms of seats. I think they've ended up with 13. So in terms of their percentage... So they've managed to do simultaneously slightly better and still f***ing shitly and been the victim of uh, horrifically fair unfairness. I can't, I can't make head or tail of it. And yet this is ultimately very British. This is what keeps yep. us modest. <laughs> Arrogance undercut with extremely low self-esteem and underachievement. Uh, I liked how um, uh, John Prescott told everybody that upon the exit polls being published, Rupert Murdoch stormed out of a party at the Times. Rupert Murdoch's about nine million years old. Can you really storm at that age? <laughs> Our dad's quite elderly. When he storms out of somewhere, it's like a tumbleweed slowly right. blowing across the road. I like to think it was like a sustained five minutes of one step at a time. And everyone just had to watch. <laughs> Are you saying Rupert Murdoch does not gloriously respect the democratic will of the people who buy his newspapers and satellite dishes? How could you possibly suggest such a thing? Look, you'll, be, you'll be in the tower by the morning. Uh, UKIP, <laughs> well, then your attic will be free, won't it? <laughs> yes. Uh, UKIP um, suffered the kind of overwhelming defeat that possibly the only thing that might keep them alive by losing by so much that uh, they can start bleating on about how Brexit, meaning Brexit, doesn't mean enough Brexit anymore. And uh, Nigel Farage will come back like the un- unslayable vampire that he is <laughs> to suck on the twitching corpse of British freedom. He he is the dildo that does not die. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good product. <laughs> well, that's a separate career for him, if only he would take it. Um, the mail seemed particularly subdued in its coverage, um, rather than I thought it would lead with some extreme bile, but instead it had uh, some reflective headline. And then above that... Um, 
the banner story was woman gives birth to her own brother. What? Is <laughs> <laughs> that a is that a Theresa May story or not? I, I can't tell whether it's a metaphor or some horrific incest <laughs> that they're selling as a, a kind of amusement. Right. How have you been impressed with our media since you you got here? I Savannah? feel like it it feels a great deal more measured than our media. Wow. I mean, wow. short of <laughs> short of hearing just about this birth story, <laughs> but maybe I've been maybe I've been filtering out the more ostentatious stuff. If you haven't been looking at the print media, then you might think it was uh, reasonably august. Yes, I think that's what it is. Because I know I know there's the Daily Mail. and I thought the print media was supposed to die. When will it bloody die? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my friend uh, Simon, it was his birthday on election day, so as a treat for himself, he went to the newsagents and bought every copy of the Mail, the Express and the Sun and put them in the recycling bin. <laughs> Uh, do they have joke candidates in the US like we have? Because uh, when they were announcing that Theresa May had won her seat in Maidenhead again, there's a whole row of people. There was um, someone called Lord Buckethead who had this big <laughs> black tube on his head and uh, someone else wearing an Elmo costume. So whenever the BBC replayed the footage of Theresa May winning, there was someone putting his Elmo head back on because obviously it's really hot. Oh, that's so good. We We definitely do in the... We sort of like the same way American Idol has those first few rounds where it's just for fun to see who can really not sing. I think we have we had like the rent is too high guy and, you know, Rick Perry is always good for a laugh. <laughs> but no one in a massive Elmo costume. No, I, I wish we had more colorful characters, but they're usually it's more the words they say that end up being colorful. <laughs> Last uh, night, uh, Tim Farron beat a fish finger. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> <laughs> An actual fish finger? But Mr. Fish Finger. Uh, an anthropomorphised fish finger. <laughs> but what I love is that the announcer an- announces them all with equal seriousness. So in Maidenhead, it was like, May, Teresa, 30,000 and blah, blah, blah. Buckethead, Lord, <laughs> seven. Um, the, a Elmo, uh, he only picked up three votes, sadly. Which suggests that it's not really a big issue for the voting public Aww. in Maidenhead. They're quite happy without Elmo. For Ouch. whatever reason, I don't know how Mister Mister Fishfinger did, but uh, didn't win. But Farron, had, Farron uh, the Liberal Democrat leader, clung onto his seat narrowly, and that would have been a disappointing way to get turfed out of office if <laughs> twenty people voting for a giant fish finger <laughs> changed the course of political history. Mister um, Fishfinger got three hundred and nine votes. Oh, oh, so he lost his deposit, but. That's pretty tidy effort, That's though. That's not a, a bad for showing a for a fish finger. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they can't speak. Right. And fish don't even have fingers, so it's really a stretch on many yeah. levels. I don't know if it was just something to do with EU fishing quotas. But... <laughs> I mean, he's raising the issues that other politicians are scared to address. I wonder whether he's run before. Also, are all these novelty candidates male? Is there something in the male psyche? It does, oh. There does seem to be a preponderance. I mean, it is obviously Theresa May of... is put on a costume of a human. <laughs> I like how there was that uh, woman running against Jeremy Corbyn for the communists, and she got seven votes. But she seemed very happy to have been beaten by another communist. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. That seems like a very communist reaction. Exactly. Yeah. They're all in it together. <laughs> and also, there was that moment that Jeremy Corbyn tried to high five Emily Thornberry, but she wasn't high fiving back. So basically, slapped oh, her in the boot. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> good times. Riotous good times. That's what democracy is all about. It, it was, maybe a hundred years ago, Andrew. Don't go back. Thank you for listening. More classic clips tomorrow. Now go and listen to the latest episode of The Bugle in your pod feed this minute.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now. <laughs> 